Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you to do less and live more, to design a life that's on purpose. So what's a girl to do? To pick up all the broken pieces of her messy, beautiful life and put them together in a way that inspires others to live abundantly? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, if you're a recovering to-do list girl like me, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new Do Less, Live More checklist. It's a simple way to start your day and focus on what matters most so you can do less and live more. Sound better than feeling busy, hurried, and scattered day in and day out? I thought so. Let's simplify your day to live on purpose. Grab your checklist at lissafiggins.com forward slash less or click the link in the show notes. And that's not all. Be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have for you. Now let's rethink your messy, beautiful life. introduce you to my friend, Leif McHugh. Here's what I always like to say. Always have people in your life who challenge you to live differently. And Leif is one of those people for me. She's such a bright spot. She's a connector. She's an inviter. She's a truth teller. And I love that what gets her out of bed every morning is the opportunity to support women that uh, in living a vibrant and abundant life, right? That's in alignment with their, their intentions and their values and to help them to have the tools they need to be able to live differently. So Leith, I'm so excited that you are here and people are going to get to listen in on our conversation because we always have amazing conversations. So let's just start off. I want to hear a little bit more and let you share with our audience a little bit more about your journey, right? You're helping women in this stage of life live, uh, live well and live different, um, but maybe kind of highlight some of the things that have been a part of your journey that have gotten you from where you were to inspiring women in this way now. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Such an honor, such a privilege. Um, and yes, I love the conversations that we find ourselves in the two of us. So thank you. Um, yeah. So our family, um, has experienced quite a bit of trauma over the last, I'd say 20 ish years. We are, one of our daughters was born without part of her brain. And that kind of started this journey of, Oh, things are not going the way we thought they were going to go. Um, one thing leading into another, um, our son actually was coming out as gay right before 
our daughter Hadley died and then Hadley dies. Holden then um, becomes addicted to drugs and alcohol and our marriage was not well. I mean, as you, you can just see the, the, the change over these 12 years of Hadley's life and everyone's not doing well. Our youngest daughter just like hanging on for the ride. So in the middle of all of that, um, I found myself having a hard time getting out of bed. I was uh, depressed, anxious, and I wasn't suicidal. I did not want to die. I just did not know if I could keep going. And that started this really journey has been, I would say, the last seven years of figuring out how to go from not being able to get out of bed to living a vibrant, thriving, abundant life. So my healing journey, our family's healing journey began through lots of therapy. Um, There's a place called Onsite outside of Nashville, Tennessee, where we all have received significant amounts of healing. So as I began to get well and my nose got above waterline, I was really leaning into like, who am I now that Hadley's gone? I was her full-time certified nurse's aide her entire life. So I actually got paid from the state to take care of her. So not only was she my daughter who required full care, it was my job um, to take care of her. So um, I, I really was just like, now, now who am I like? identity. I have no idea. I could tell you what my husband loved to do. I could not tell you what I love to do. So I kind of went on this mission to figure out who I am. What do I like? What makes me come alive? So one of the last times I was at onsite, I was actually there for a leadership training. And um, my group kind of unanimously was like, you need to be a coach. And my husband's coach had asked him like, when's your wife going to become a coach? So that started my wheels spinning. And I just started thinking about all the things that I learned that helped me, that I began to practice, that helped me get from not being able to get out of bed to where I am today. And I scooped it all up and put it into a program called Rediscovering You and started, I just started calling myself a transformational life coach and um, opened up my company a couple of years ago. And I am finally like, oh, the thing that just, just motivates me so much is watching women, whether their lives are really hard and they begin to get a little less hard and they start making little steps forward. And all of a sudden they find that the ball isn't stuck or rolling backwards. It's just at least moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I just could geek out. I have the chills talking about it because, um, I didn't know if I was going to make it and I'm not only making it I love my life. I will also report that our son is seven years sober and thriving. He's doing amazing. Our daughter is doing amazing studying film in LA. My husband and I are in the best place that we've ever been in 20, almost 29 years of marriage. And we both do work that we love in the consulting coaching space. So that's, that's a lot that's happened in seven years. And I say seven, cause that's kind of when we, yeah, I have chills now. Thank you. I know it's incredible. And I don't take any of it for granted. I don't take any of it lightly. Um, We were in a very bad way. And part of our, um, I think you and I have talked about this, but part of what we did to just start somewhere was we sold our house, sold everything that we owned and started over. We called it our reboot. And we um, built a new space. We, I mean, when I say we sold everything, we sold dishes, towels, clothes, everything. Um, and it was the best thing that we ever, ever did. Um, so let's see, 
so that's kind of up to date. That's, that's part of my story. That's um, why I do what I do. And now I get to be a part of walking with women who are finding their way forward. And some of the women, women I walk with, they have great lives. They might be becoming empty nesters and they're just like, now what? Now, now what do I do? Right. So that gives me the chills too. Cause I was just like, oh gosh, I didn't know when my kids started leaving the house, I was like, wait, now what am I going to do with myself? Um, so I love, love, love getting to do that. Such an honor and privilege. Wow. You know, and what I love, what just kept coming to my mind as I was listening to you share your story was there's our plan and there's the and there were moments and maybe even still now, and I'm going to try not to cry because, you know, these things can be really emotional where, you know, you look back or you're just, you're seeing something play out in front of you and you're like, God, really? Like, this is the plan? Like, the, really? I know you promise, you know, to do things for my good. I know that you promise to, you know, to provide and all of these, but sometimes we can't see it. And sometimes we don't even see it down the road. I mean, it's so beautiful that you're seeing the redemption in so many areas of, you know, things that once were broken and hurting and dying and all of those things. And you're seeing life come back into them. And, and sometimes we don't see that, but yet there is still a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. So how, how did your faith come into like you being able to walk through this and trusting that there was a bigger plan, uh, even when you were seeing your plan completely unravel in front of you? That's a great question. My faith journey has been, um, someone that interviewed me called it colorful and complicated. Um, so we were pretty, we, I say, we I'll speak for myself. Um, but it's pretty general for our family. I was in a pretty conservative place in my faith journey when, when we found out about Hadley's brain and it rocked everything in me and everything, everything was started to unravel for the first three years. We really hunkered down and we're like, look at us McHugh's we've got this. God is so good. He doesn't give you more than you can handle. Now I beg to, <laughs> I am like, mm, that's not true. Um, we, we can't handle it. And I actually broke my hand twice, punching something two times, two years apart. I broke my hand out of sheer, like, I can't take anymore. Um, Hadley had 28 hospital stays. She broke her femur three times. She would scream and scream and scream. And we didn't know what was wrong. She never, she couldn't see here, walk, talk. She was wheelchair bound, oxygen, seizures, G-tube, 12 years. So um, my faith got rocked and it was really rocked when she was, um, she was probably nine or 10. She was in the hospital because we were, we were moving the G her G tube site. It was leaking stomach acid, which essentially means it's burning the skin and you can't get it to close up. So we needed it to, we had to take the G tube out to um, close up the site and move the site. Well, it wouldn't close. And so that meant she was just, her own body was burning herself and she was, would just scream and creams and medications would not help. And I finally, they were trying to start an IV on her and they couldn't get it. She screamed worse. And I finally just looked to God's wherever I felt like God was at the time and was just like, "Uh uh-uh, you are not a good dad if you are not intervening on this. And that was a big shift. I had a few years where I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, nope. And then um, I always knew God was the big guy um, at the time. That's how I would have said it. And I didn't walk away from my faith. It just began to change. 
And when I started trusting him again, um, I shifted back towards um, really just leaning in like, okay, so just because God doesn't intervene doesn't mean there isn't goodness. Um, anyway, that's a whole nother path we could take at another time, but lots to the spiritual journey. And then with our son coming out, that was, that rocked our faith journey as well. And um, so I love God. I love Jesus and I love all his people, all shapes, sizes, colors. Um, and I, I'm so honored to know people in a different light to get to know humans for who they are and humans who maybe in the past, I would have said, mm, they kind of, they're kind of different or they scare me or I don't, I'm uncomfortable. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, tell me more. Um, so yeah. that's a very long answer to your question, but no, thank you for being vulnerable on that because mm-hmm. I love the fact that, you know, well, I don't love the fact that you struggled in your faith during that, but you know, I love the fact that like, God's not put off by that, right? Like he's not offended or hurt or whatever, like, you know, and, and we, he gives us that space when sometimes we just feel like we need to put the hand up and just say, I don't even know what I'm, what I think right now. And cause this just hurts so bad, or this just doesn't make sense. And, and yet, you know, he's just right there waiting. And it's so beautiful that then when we come back, there's just that depth of, of knowledge and understanding that, you know, wouldn't have been there before. And as I look back at, I mean, in comparison, right. We can always find people who have harder stories. I'm sure you've talked to people who've had harder stories than you too. You know, like there, there there's so many people that are hurting in the world and yet it's so inspiring to see the redemption that can come from that and the things that can happen in there. And what I love is that, like you talked about when you're telling your story in the beginning, you like scooped all this stuff up and you put this together into what you're doing now. I think like a part of me would want to be like, not, not wanting to like shut out the memory of my child, but like, I just want to like put all this behind me and, and almost like your reboot with like, get rid of everything and just, you know, move on. And yet with so many of those personal things and just our story, it's beautiful to be able to say, okay, and here are all my broken pieces. Um, and, and, and here's like the beauty that can come out of something that is so, so difficult. And here's how this can be a blessing to other people. And I mean, just think about like the impact that you can have in the life of a woman that you were working with because you have walked through really hard things mm-hmm. may not be the same as her, but you know, by you sharing those pieces of your story and not just pushing all behind you. And it just opens up those opportunities. Right. And that's one thing we come back to on this, on this podcast. Like we talk about repurposed in a couple different ways. In the past, we've talked about it as being repurposed, like to be used again, right. Where we take those experiences and we take our, our circumstances and we take the things that have happened and we use them in a new way to bring good out of it. Uh, And the other way we talk about this is, is coming back to our purpose, like being repurposed, right. And, And knowing what it is that we're called to do. So mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful thing that I was just, just thinking about as I was listening to you talk mm-hmm. about all these pieces and yet keeping them all there yeah. because that's part of your story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me think of the idea of, of being repurposed in my story is thinking like all those years, all the times I spent time in fetal position on the bathroom floor, I had no idea what was coming that I, like, if I had not been in fetal position on a bathroom floor, I would not be able to offer the way that I offer life to other women and then get to bear witness to their transformation and their hope and their healing. Um, if I hadn't been laying there, I wouldn't have a category. And so now I can see that in the minute, in the, in the years and the moments of all of that, I was like, I don't think I can keep doing this. 
Um, and now today I'm just like, oh, so grateful to have walked through what I walked through to be where I am. So repurposed. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine walked through really hard several years ago. And I remember her saying that she was now got to be a part of this group of other women who had walked through similar things. And I remember her saying, I, I wish I didn't qualify for this to be in this club, you know, because obviously it involved a lot of hurt. And yet she was so glad that she was there and she would not have gone back and changed anything because God has used that in such a powerful way mm-hmm. to impact her life and her kids' lives and have this ripple effect, you know, that, that goes even further than we'll ever know yes. um, by the other people who are just watching, right. Watching from yep. afar. So I'm thinking of that woman who's listening right now and, and maybe she's been through really hard, right. Maybe she's listening to your story and she's like, yeah, I totally get that. That's me. Or maybe like you gave a great example, like maybe she's just in the stage of, of life going, yeah, you know what? Like life's been pretty, you know, just, you know, day to day, so maybe survival mode, maybe kind of more the ordinary, you know, type life type of thing, not necessarily anything bad. Um, but she's in this place now where she's, maybe it's an empty nest. Maybe it's some kind of a milestone in her life or a transition time, or just that tug that's starting to come in her heart going like the question you asked, who am I? For me that hit when I turned 40. Like, who am I? How did I get here? Like seeing the wrinkles around my eyes, you know, and going, okay, so this is legit. Right. But, but the deeper questions were the, who am I? And how did I get here? And where am I going? And what's God called me to do? And, you know, that type of thing. So why, you know, like, let's talk about this whole idea of women finding their identity and not just in their roles, right. As a mom, as a wife, even in our careers and things like that. And also not finding their identity, even in their life, like the trauma, I think it can be very easy to just make that your identity mm-hmm. and wrap your everything around that and not really know who you are. So why do you think that's something that we as women need to really be aware of and, and, you know, and and be watching out for like something that we kind of more struggle with? Hey girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus, but you get distracted, discouraged, and derailed with all the things in your plate as a busy woman and your dreams and desires feel far off. Am I right? It doesn't have to be that way. What if you had a life that's balanced, growing, and purposed? Now, friends don't keep a good thing to themselves, so I got to share my favorite digital tool and app so you can design your life and stop living by default. This simple, customizable framework helps you assess where you are in the seven key areas, create a blueprint for your life, and be accountable to taking steps towards that on the daily. And when you grab the tool, you get access to my inner circle for all the support you need to grow in all seven areas. Want to learn more? Go check out all the details at lissafiggins.com forward slash inner circle. Can't wait to welcome you on the inside and watch you grow. But I would say, especially as moms, and I know that's not, that's not the general thing, but just from my own experience, that's, that's my, what I have to go off of, um, is that, you know, we, I would get totally caught up in tending to kids, running them around, helping with homework, doing all the things, packing lunches. Um, I didn't, there wasn't a lot outside of that. I had friends outside of that and we would travel sometimes outside of it, but my identity was being a mom and especially Hadley's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it meant doctor's appointments and therapies and all the things. And so then when that's taken away or they grow up and they just don't need you in the same way that they did, you know, it's right. kind of like, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and I found myself for years, um, 
when I couldn't identify anymore as when my identity wasn't hundred percent, just like being a mom, then my identity was my story. And it was the Hadley story, Hadley's life, Hadley's death. And finally, somewhere along the way, in probably the last five to seven years, some dear person in my life said, do you want to keep telling that story? Like, is that the only story? And I realized that I like trauma had kind of become my identity. It's like, I felt comfortable and safe with crisis, chaos, and trauma. And we found in our marriage that we were very comfortable and safe. So all of a sudden, when you start taking crisis out, you take chaos out, you take all of that out. And we look at each other like, now who are we as a married couple? Because we're used to like hunkering down, plowing the field. And so now when things are just going smoothly, like it's uncomfortable. Um, so I, I don't know. Does that answer kind of what yeah, you totally. No, I think you totally hit on it because we do, we can tend to the, could wrap our identity in what we do or in the role that we're playing. And like you said, those things change, you mm-hmm. know, and it doesn't always look the same and we're not always needed or that circumstance, you know, changes or goes away or something different comes into our life. And mm-hmm. so when our identity and our purpose is attached to that, mm-hmm. then we can have that like empty feeling of like, what's next and who am I and where do I go from here mm-hmm. versus, you know, if our, if, if our identity and our, and our purpose is tied in, you know, I'm always here to grow and then to serve, right. I'm here to fill up and then pour out mm-hmm. and the pouring out is going to look different in different seasons of life. Um, but you know, that's what makes it beautiful. So, you know, so I like to get into some practical things, you know, so if somebody's listening today and she's like, yeah, either because of trauma and difficulty, or just because I've just been caught up in everyday life and not really doing anything, you know, spectacular out of the ordinary type of thing. But this idea of living abundantly and, you know, and all of that is really intriguing to me. What are some maybe questions she can start asking or things she can start thinking about or or things she can start doing that are going to start moving her you know, out of just maybe that place where she's kept herself stuck for a while uh, mm-hmm. into discovering what, what really is, is that next place for her? Mm. Okay. I just, I got a couple of thoughts, but um, I want to write some down so I don't forget to say this. Um, okay. So one thing I would say is um, that the sun always comes up. Mm. It may take a bit and the sun always comes up. So if you're in the pit and you don't know if you can keep going, I promise the sun will come up again. I don't know how long it will take. Um, it, it felt like it took a really long time for my son to come up. Um, but it does, or I should say, and it does, um, a big question. I ask myself, I ask my clients, I ask whoever's listening today that isn't sure. Do I want to get better? Do I want to get better? Because sometimes staying in a hard place is very comfortable. Like I was talking about being in crisis and chaos. Um, it's uncomfortable to change up what we're used to. And so that's a great question to ask ourselves. Do I want to get better? Do I want things to, to brighten up? Um, and then just an invitation thinking, thinking of things that you should be doing or, um, which I, I like shifting that verbiage from what I should do to what am I willing to do? What do I want to do? Um, but the idea of it being an invitation to more life and not pressure. So if I want to start drinking more water, I want, I like to see that as an invitation, not like, oh, I'm so bad at, I don't drink enough water, but like, I'm going to, my intention is to drink more water. Um, and then I, I borrow this from onsite, which is this idea of two degree shift. And so um, making little teeny tiny change 
over time, we end up in a completely different place than we started. If we just make a small, small change. So if something isn't working in your life or you feel stuck or you don't know what the next step is, is like, what's one small step you can take. I was just got off with a client right before this call. And, um, and this is a great example of a, a two degree shift is she's like, I'm going to set the reminder in my calendar to remind me to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is she was yeah. trying to do. Mm-hmm. Great. Do that. That that's a win. That is a win. That's a two degree shift that the ball is at least in a forward direction. It's not here or it's not rolling backwards. Um, and then I'd say, finally, I have this, um, I caught my self-care filter. I do a, a free self-care call every month. And, um, this, one of the things I offer on there is, um, a list of questions. Um, I'll just kind of blow through them, but I can give them to you later if you want to post them. Um, is this good for me? Is this going to move me forward in my life? Does this produce fruit in my life? Is this relationship, job, life, whatever thing happening? Is it life sucking? or life giving? Am I staying in my own lane, meaning minding my own business? When we start meddling in other people's business, we get in a head on collision. Um, And I I created these out of my own experience. And then finally, what is the motivation? What's my motivation for the things I do and say? Um, If I find myself sending a text and I realize that I'm, I kind of have a question behind the question, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to know, like, are you upset with me? So I'll say, how are you doing anything going on? Like I this is a bad example, but basically I'm not really asking how she's doing today. I want to know if she's upset with me. Well, then I'll delete and just say, do we need to talk? Um, so what's my motivation? What am I doing? What am I saying? What's the motivation behind all that? So that's my little self-care filter. So those are kind of my, some tips. Uh, I oh, I love those. I love those. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You can, we can put those down in the comments. So people okay. can grab those. And if, if you also want to put the link to your, your next self-care call, I think that would be a fantastic oh, yeah. resource okay. for people because it really comes down to asking better questions. And for me, I've often like been caught in the, in the to-do, the to-do hamster wheel, right? Just go, go, go. For me, it was easier just to keep plowing through things and almost like not attaching myself emotionally to anything, even when there was hard stuff, just, you know, Mm-hmm. And it was in, in some ways it helped me keep things at arm's distance, but then I wasn't really dealing with it. Right. And so it wasn't until I really learned to slow down mm-hmm. and to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And when you ask good questions, you get good answers and like to expect good answers of myself mm-hmm. and not just rush through to check a box or to be like, okay, yep. Meditated for a minute on my day, you know, like, but like, no, like, how can I slow this down? And really be fully present because otherwise I'm just, we're just sweeping things under the rug. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not really fully living. Yeah. Eventually is going to come out in that emptiness feeling or, you know, yeah. some lack or void or whatever later on down the road. Right. Yes. Yes. Denial, pretending, isolating, avoiding, not helpful in, in the area of self-care. Um, and again, speaking out of personal experience, right. <laughs> that's the way I know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the personal, like, I love the work you've done on you. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're sharing that work with others because that's just such a redeeming thing to take, you know, that and, and turn it around as a way to bless and to mm-hmm. serve and to give and to pour out. Right. And, and I know there's so many more amazing things coming. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they want to find out about your next self-care call. They want to be like, Hey, like, you know, what is Leaf doing and in whatever, like, where can people find you and what, what should they be looking for? What, where would you want to send them? 
Thanks for asking. Um, yes. So my website, leithmchugh.com, L-E-I-T-H-M-C-H-U-G-H um, website. If they, um, there's a little button, you can say, click on here. So I don't, you don't miss a thing. If whoever fills that out, if you write in the, how did you hear about Leith? If you write repurposed, I'll send you some stickers, some you matter and live different. I have different stickers um, and one like the one on the wall. Um, and then also I'd love to do a, you know, no cost, just a 30 minute session. If, you know, anyone, if you have something you need to bounce off me or from mom to mom, you just, you know, you've got a kid who's not doing well and I'd love to chat. Um, so, and then self-care call, I'll put the link, but it's basically once a month, I change up the day and the time, uh, so that it accommodates different schedules, but that is always no cost. And I do have um, a group called Left of Center. I call it that because it's the location of the human heart, Left of Center. And it is for grieving moms who have lost um, a child, uh, newborn or older. And we meet once a month. There's no cost for that as well. We're all over the United States and Canada. So um, for any grieving moms, we'd love to have you there as well. What a beautiful gift. So thank you. We'll put, we'll make sure that we put those links in the show notes. So if you're listening today, you can go, I encourage you to go grab those resources. And I, I really want to challenge you to not keep this podcast to yourself, right? Like, you know, people who are, who are going through hard or who have been through hard, or, you know, they always say either we're in the midst of a hard thing. We've just come out of something hard. We're about to head into it, right? Like this is just the, this is just the rhythm of life in this broken, sinful, you know, world that we're living in. Uh, and so, you know, this can be an encouragement, you know, maybe it's, maybe you didn't listen today because this is for you. Maybe you listen today because this is for somebody else who needs it, or maybe you're going to need this down the road. I know there've been, I remember one specific time I was exposed to something. I remember thinking, I don't think I need this right now. And sure enough, a couple of years later, something circled around and I was like, oh yeah, about that. Where was that? You know, went back to go look that up and say, now I need it. So you never know, right? Like file this away, but share it. Uh, with somebody else that this, that this would benefit um, because it makes such a difference. And, you know, when we're going through, whether things are, you know, really in, in chaos and crisis, um, like this has been part of Lee's story or whether we're in, you know, the calm where it just kind of seems like everything's peaceful. I truly believe that like, we need to make sure that we're connected to our purpose because that's what gets us up out of bed every morning, right? Even on the days we don't feel like it. Um, and, you know, and, and helps us move forward, whether it's to get out of the mire or whether it's to step into, you know, something bigger and brighter and greater. Um, and so I will put the link to, um, to my, my do less, be more checklist, right. Which is my alternative to a to-do list. Um, because it's so important that we we're really grounded in our purpose first thing in our day and let that drive what fills our day and where we put our attention and focus so that the things that really matter to us are what grow and we can kind of let everything else just go, right? If it doesn't make the cut, it's out of here. So I'll make sure to drop that link in there as well. Uh, and then Leith, before we go, I've been asking this question at the end of my guests, you and I both love this lifestyle framework that talks about the seven different F's of faith family, friends, field of work, finances, fitness, and fun. So here's the question for you, which of those seven areas do you feel like if you put more attention and intention into in this next year would make the biggest difference for you? What's, which one of those apps are you focusing on right now? Girl, it's still fun. Fun has been my main one. I feel like my life has pretty decent balance with the, you know, the things I've been pursuing the last few years. Fun is the thing. I'm a fun person. I don't play often. And so I am 
making movement towards that. And even, you know, again, two degree shifts. So playing catch with my husband, eight minutes, we played catch with a softball. I almost broke a window. We laughed so hard. It was eight minutes. It wasn't like a whole big event of like, we got to pack up the car and go to the park and spend an hour, eight minutes. So fun is my, that that's my goal. Mm -hmm. I love that. And to be honest, as a recovering to do girl, that was the lowest area for me as well. And so that's one that I've been putting some extra attention intention to. And it's interesting how, when you start building up some of the lower areas, it affects everything else too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I love, I love how God created us to be holistic, you know, beings that all these different um, parts of us uh, interplay with one another and help us to be a better version of ourselves. So, so beautiful. Right. Well, thank you, Leith, so much for sharing your story, for sharing your insights, for sharing your resources. I, I know it's been a blessing to me and that's enough, but I know it's going to be a blessing to so many people who listen to this. And, uh, and so I thank you for that. And thank you to those of you who are here and who are listening and who are going to take some of these things to heart for yourself and or going to share them with some people that you love. Um, that's what we're here to do is to continue to spread the word and help women to live repurposed and to really create a life that you love. So until next time, keep being intentional, right? Live differently. Know that you matter. Like Leith says, I love that sticker that I see behind her. Every time I talk to her, it reminds me, yeah, you know, no matter how you feel, you matter. And, um, and that that's one of those things that helps us keep moving forward. So thank you so, so much. Can't wait for our next conversation and for our next episode. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Better yet, come join my free Simplified Life Club on Facebook. Together, we'll embark on the journey to a simpler life that's designed around what matters most and clears the clutter of all the things that are distracting you. You're going to love being part of a community of amazing women who want to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps it get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, doing less means living more.